I am Bams, and I am your storyteller, and I am joined by my wonderful cast. I'm Jupiter, and I play Missy, the forever teen, misunderstood, emo, Malkavian. Hi, I'm Oz. I play Arthur Subchak, the Nosferatu. <laughs> I'm Tom, and I play Jimmy, the best Toreador from the 80s. Hi, I'm Super Cookie. I am playing Coco. I was asking, are we starting this with Jimmy waking up, or...? Uh, yeah, you said you wanted to have this conversation with him, like, first thing, right? Very first thing, yeah. yeah. And your boy Nick, right? He's sort of in the know. He knows around what time you get up. He's got an idea that it's going around. All right, so Jimmy wakes up. He grabs the folder that he had of Roach, whatever, Mr. Mister Butler. Doesn't have a bag or anything, so he just kind of holds on to it as he leaves the Taco Bell. As I'm assuming Nick is approaching him to... Nick is sitting in the food court. He's sitting at a table with Roach, who is wearing... What you can recognize is stuff that is actually Nick's. It doesn't fit him quite right because they're they're pretty different in body size and shape, but it is clean. He's had a shower and a shave, and he looks much more human than what you are used to seeing him as. His eyes are still sunken. He probably did not get the best of sleep given as what he is currently going through, but he looks much better than his treatment under Walter. But he's sitting there. They have to-go soda cups from a local-ish place. And they're just kind of relaxing. Nick is talking about the local sports team. Roche just seems to be uh-huhing him in the conversation, not really participating, but not being completely rude. All right. Jimmy, heads down carrying his package of papers and looks to Roach. Was, uh, Ryan. He flinches a little bit as you approach them because he knows who you are. He knows what you are and he knows how he has been treated by your kind, but softens pretty much immediately when you use his actual name. And he seems a little unused to it because you have called him Roach for years. Yeah, but Jimmy spent the rest of the night looking over all the documents and now knows him as Ryan. Yeah. Jimmy takes the bundle of papers and he goes, I think you know what I'm going to offer, or at least a version of it. If you want straight out, that's great. I got something to do. He hands the papers to Ryan. He looks a little confused because he doesn't recognize like the envelope and stuff. But when he looks down and he opens it and he starts to see his his documentation, his identity, his life in front of him, he puts a hand over his mouth and starts to get a little choked up at it. All right. Every night I wake up, I talk to Lady Fina. I'm not going to hold her up. If you want to leave now. You're free to go. All right? 
You have all everything you need, so be it. If you want to talk, you can still say no after. I'll be 15 minutes. Okay? He looks to Nick, who looks pretty pleased with himself at the moment. And then Ryan looks to you and says, can we, can we really talk? Talk? Because he doesn't know whether or not Nick is in the loop. Oh, talk, talk. No, I, we'll be in private. We'll meet in the Taco Bell. If you're still here when I get back, we'll go to the Taco Bell and we can have a heart to heart. Okay. But okay. like I said, I got 15 minutes with Miss Fina. And then I'll be back. If you want to leave, no judgment against you. I'm not going to hunt you down. Nothing. It's your choice. He takes a deep breath and he starts moving some of the papers on the table around. Just seeing everything that's here and absorbing it. Jimmy just turns around and goes to see Miss Fina. You leave Ryan to have his thoughts and figure out what he's doing. You'll see Nick sit back down with him after walking away. And then you head up to Madame Fina's, and it is very much as you remember it. She is in there and tending to her chop, just little feather duster, cleaning things off, changing around the positioning of some knickknacks, just doing little shopkeeper stuff. Seeing you come in, she gets a big smile on her face grabs the deck and comes over and begins to to sit down. And then enters into some small talk. Is there any small talk you want to make with her or is there anything you want to do besides get your little reading thing done? Yeah, he's probably just going to it's been uh it's been busy for me lately. I almost I almost forgot to visit you tonight. Idle hands are the devil's play thing they say, I believe. When I'm bored, I'm probably the worst. No, oh, I find that hard to believe. <laughs> You're too kind. There seems to have been a, a lot of a lot of things happening recently. A lot of activity around here. I they came by and told us we should all get out for the night. Is everything all right? Oh, right. Um. Um. So. I'm I'm sure you're aware like there's a, a gang thing going on here. Well, one gang wasn't very happy with us, so we didn't want any of our people who can't really protect themselves very well to be around and maybe get caught in some crossfire. So we just wanted everyone gone so no one would get hurt. Is this something we still need to, to worry about? Oh, no, no. It's been busy because we dealt with it. I like being here, Jimmy. It seems as though everyone likes having me here, which is a little unusual given the the rest of this place. Yeah. There's been... Uh, there's been talks by some of the others that we're going to uh, spice things up a bit, make a few changes around here. But uh, you'll be staying. Don't worry. If you want. I'm not forcing you or anything. But uh, stuff's been happening. Can't get into details. 
There are times where I don't necessarily need details, and she starts to shuffle the deck. Sometimes the details just come to me. And she gives you a smile and kind of indicates the tarot. Well, you are probably the wisest one here. Gives you a smile at the compliment, a little, maybe a little flirtatious. So what's my fate for today? Am I doomed? As you ask, she does her little tarot spread. And with the final card to kind of pull everything together, she says, no, no, you're not doomed this evening. This is the the stars. It is upright, which indicates that you are seeking guidance from above. Uh, Perhaps a path for those who are lost. Do you feel lost? Feel lost recently? Guidance from above. Well, that's sort of fitting. Interesting. Big things happen. There's people higher up on the food chain, and there's an opening available. So I could be guided into said openings. That makes sense. I trust that this promotion you're mentioning is in regard to some of the things that you have been just now mentioning. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope that it goes well for all of us that are here in the Paradise Mall. Be nice to have some new blood around here. It should go well. I mean, I'm on the winning side, so that always helps. And I believe I was a major boon to what happened. So things should be good. Should be getting some promotions and whatnot. Good. Good. I'm glad to hear it. I'm looking forward to you telling me of all of the new and exciting things that are. I'll give you all the vaguest of details. I wouldn't have it any other way. (laughs) She starts to pick up the cards back into her deck. You know, I could potentially use some help. Leans forward on putting one elbow and then resting her chin in the palm of her other hand. Oh? We, We did win, but do you have any, like, protective charms or anything that could maybe keep me safe for people trying to convince me or confuse me or something to keep me focused. Jimmy, as you ask her about these protections and these wards, these magical defenses of some kind, You're a vampire. You are yourself a supernatural creature. You know that there are other supernatural creatures out there in the world. Hell, even other vampires like the Tremere can set up wards, can do magic, can do other things that, while you may not know the specifics of, they are magics. She shifts in her chair as you ask, and the beast inside you is, she knows something. There is something about her that just kind of rubs it the wrong way. And she begins to tell you she has, dependent upon what you are worried about, she has a couple of different bracelets of different metals that are said to ward off negative emotions, bad spirits, all of this kind of stuff, which may be true, but not something you've ever heard of being as a a true, actual explanation of magic. She seems to be pushing through some of that stuff, but your 
your gut is telling you something else. Athena. She stops and just kind of is like, okay, because this sounds like a tone that you've never taken with her before. You're not mortal, are you? She stops. It sits up a little straighter. Sits there for a moment. Idly tapping her fingers against each other, trying to, to formulate words. Do you know what I am? She'll hold up a finger just and say, just one second. And she will get up from the table and will walk around you, not in a in a quick or aggressive manner. She's heading towards the door. Jimmy still stands up and keeps distance, though. When she gets to the door, she locks it, turns the sign around so that it's closed, and looks you up and down and looks very, very tentative. I have my suspicions. Say it out loud. She will stand up straight. She will say, I feel that you are Nosferatu, your vampire. Sorry. I should take that as an insult. I really should. I'm kind of the opposite of a Nosferatu. But I digress. <sighs> Can you tell me what you are? Some An actual witch or something? She starts walking into the shop and towards her counters. And she is agitated and nervous and kind of rubbing her hands together. We're friends. Okay? The worst I'll do is kick you out of the mall. I promise that here and now. She stops and you see her relax just just the scotch. Take a deep breath. You might have heard that we like the hunt. So giving you a head start if I do want to kill you would be fun. That beast coming through again. She goes through the books that she has behind her, the things that are about mythology and supernatural. And she pulls one out, puts it on the counter, and flips it open to a bookmarked page. Spins the book and pushes it towards you. Jimmy slowly approaches and looks what's on, what she's pointing to on the book. The page is those kind of old medieval style sketches and drawings of what is described as a dampier or a half vampire. It talks about how people could get cursed that have to then feed on blood and how some ways that it could potentially have the curse be broken. And when you look up at her and she shrugs her shoulders, squints her eyes, just kind of like, eh. And you can see her teeth get just little tiny baby fangs. What? I have never heard of this. So you're like halfway between ghoul and full kindred? How much would Jimmy know about thin bloods? Probably heard of them. You know that as vampires get further and further from Cain, air quotes Cain, the blood gets weaker and weaker and weaker. And when it is at its weakest, there are those that are, when they are embraced, something goes wrong. 
where they're not quite vampire, they're not quite mortal, but they are stuck in between. And they are very varied in what they can and cannot do. You're a thin blood. Huh. I do have orders to, like, turn you in. But I'm not going to. Oh, I appreciate that. I do not know much of what has happened, but this is still relatively new. Oh yeah. When when were you uh when were you turned? Almost nine months. Cool. You're uh there was a a date or a saw on the, the dating app and had set up a, a date with some guy and then he did not show and I, I can only imagine that he was that I was not what he was expecting. Okay. Do you know who it was? I mean... I saw nothing. I mean, you would have known his name or something. Alright, she gives you a name that doesn't mean anything to you. Henry Mason. Henry Mason. Don't know anyone named that. You got a picture or anything? She can pull up her phone and show you a picture. It's not of anybody you recognize. Which is both good and bad. Huh. I don't know him. Are you upset about it? Being what you are? Let me... Let me show you something. And she moves towards the back room. Okay. Jimmy sort of follows. Pushing open the back room, there's going to be all kinds of things. Stuff like what you saw out front that she uses for her dream catchers and herbalist things. That stuff is here. But it's stuff that's been like opened and used. There's a little set of planters that have different herbs growing in them. Things that you wouldn't necessarily find easily. There is a terrarium set up of frogs. And then there are three crockpots that are just on low, that are just sitting back here and just kind of going so what you want to show me? She goes over to one of the pots, lifts it up, and you can smell it immediately. It smells of blood. She will take a a ladle from off the side counter, and she will scoop out a little bit of it and pour it into a cup and then blow on it as though it's just a, a really hot coffee. After a minute of blowing on it, she drinks it. Gets that whiskey face. It's like, mm. But gets it down, and then she reaches out towards the counter next to you with her hand where she had put down her tarot deck upon coming back in here. The tarot deck begins to fly across the room, not quite into her hand, but in front of it. And she takes her other hand, and then she begins to make shuffling motions, and the deck begins to shuffle in midair on its own. Well, you don't see that every day. 
I'm thinking your sire is a Tremere. After a, a moment or two, the cards in a ruffle shuffle begin to just fly and hit the, the ground. It's like, shit. She goes and starts picking them up. I, I don't know. I just know that working with some of my my coven, my, my friends. There's more of you. Well, no. Um, we had been meeting to discuss tarot and the signs and not exactly prophecy, but the things that we do as part of our practice. And through the use of and she motions around to the the back room that you guys are in. Different ingredients. I can I can make some some potions that allow me to do things, which is different. Rad. It's actual magic. Well, yeah. If you're, if you're kindred, of course, makes sense. Uh, sure. Whatever that is. Oh, kindred is um term we use for vampire because vampire sounds weird. Right. Uh, kindred then. Uh, so through experimentation and brute force of, of the old ways, uh, uh, alchemical compounds and formulas and things, this is some things that have that have actually worked compared to some of the things that we had always tried before. And it's a a crazy amount of possibilities. Yeah. I I don't do much with occult magic things. So I have to trust your word on everything you're doing is kosher. But yeah, no, I'm not chasing you out. It's good to have a somewhat. Wait, we don't know who turned you. So you're not spying on me. That's good. Just thought it might be a possibility. Because, yeah. Hmm. If you are, it's not intentional. Is my guess. Yeah. No. Alright, well. This is an interesting uh, turn of events. Uh, Jimmy heads out of the back room. And into the main storefront. It takes a second for her to come out after you, picking up the cards and just kind of not expecting this to be how it went. But she does come out. Yeah, Jimmy's sitting at the table again. All right. Um, there's going to be a few rules. Okay. Do you need to feed on other people or is the stuff that you got cooking in the back good enough for you. I have managed so far with the help from my coven. Okay. And she like crosses her arms across her chest and is just kind of like squeezing. Like this is a moment of vulnerability and secret sharing for her that she was not really prepared for this evening. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm supposed to report you to the prince. How much do you know about what's the hierarchy? I'm assuming nothing. I now know that there's a prince. No, there's a prince. All right. So I'm supposed to report you to the prince. 
I'm heading to Elysium, which is where I will meet the prince tonight. I can't report you because thin bloods are wanted. I'm also in a bit of bad water because of another one of the new kindred that we brought in. You've seen uh you've seen Coco around. She's also one of us. Um now the city's owned by the prince. Just give me a quick rundown. City's owned by a prince. The barons own different parts of the city. It has more like more direct control, sort of like CEO and district manager or something. I don't know these terms, but I you know what I mean. The position I spoke of recently was our baron has met a it's his final death. So the position has opened and I'm likely to take that position. So right now, this domain is not owned by me, but it should be soon. Which means you should stay relatively safe here if I don't rat you out or if you don't do anything too stupid to get caught. Okay? And in return. That sounds like you're doing a lot. I'm doing a lot? No, this is nothing. Keeping my mouth shut? I mean, I like to talk, but... She gives you a look and tilts her head like Jimmy. Uh, yes, I could get in trouble if you do something stupid. If you do something too stupid, I might have to turn you in. Okay? So, you have your your who you feed from. It's good. Keep them happy. Keep them safe. I feed off of the gang out there. If you're in absolute dire straits and you need a f- snack, I'd like you to come to me if you can find me, and I can find you someone. Because we don't need you frenzying and doing potentially something stupid and getting caught. Okay, I, I think I can follow those rules. Okay, well, that's the baseline. Um, there's a few other things. Don't feed your blood to another kindred unless they know exactly what they're doing. Don't drink another kindred's blood because you will come under their control. Like in the old Dracula movies. Uh, sure. Don't feed your blood to mortals because they will become your slave. And if I find that out, I do not approve of that. So I will stop. There might be an exception, but we'll see when that comes. Okay. Okay. I'll probably talk to you about the traditions another time. Right now I'm, I have things I need to do, but those are the rules of the Camarilla. And you don't break those because those will be sure signs of you getting caught. So like tomorrow night, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, sure. She takes a deep breath. You, as a longtime vampire, would know that you've never seen her looking like vampire pale. She's always looked as though she was alive and mortal and breathing and blinking and not exhibiting any of those vampire traits. Even vampires that are using the blush of life still kind of have to get in the habit of blinking and stuff. 
it's easier, it's more habitual, but you know, if you can still win all the staring contests you want. Question. Are you awake during the day? Yes. Right, so you asked what what do I get in return? Um I'm going to call in a favor every now and again. Shouldn't be anything dangerous. I'm going to keep your infliction away from the others of my coterie. Because I don't want them potentially taking advantage of you. If you wish them to know, we can have them find out. It sounds like a conversation for another night. I would appreciate yeah. the secrecy. Yeah, just... <sighs> Sorry. Just, I'm a little, I'm a little on edge because I've recently gotten in trouble for having a, uh, a newly, a new kindred in my domain ish. I really would not want to get in trouble again for it. Least of all, your, your tarot ratings are always spot on, so I don't want that to go to waste. And you having to do something. Do you feel like they have gotten more accurate in the past six months? Yeah. They seem to have. Now, I can answer questions that you will have. Uh, not tonight. I have, like I said, I have things I need to do. I can answer some questions. But I'm not exactly an expert. So, if you do want more, ask Art. Have you seen him around? Or will I have to introduce you to him? I don't think Art's ever come by her shop. Outside of the one time that he dropped off the frogs that she was not there for. Yeah. The name does not ring a bell. Alright, well he's a sort of our more local expert. So... Just, he's sneaky. So, if you do wish to have the knowledge, know that you are accepting a lot of risk if you're talking to him. Because he will ask favors of you. And probably do horrible things. Sounds like a charming individual. Well, he's actually a Nosferatu. So, no, he's not charming. I'll explain what all those are some other time. But like I said, I gotta go. Um, great talk. Lots to think about. Welcome to the family. Thank you. Yeah. Guidance. And Jimmy walks out. You go down to talk to Roach? I'm sorry, to Ryan? Yes. He is sitting there. He looks a little nervous because this had taken longer than the 15 minutes that you originally told him was going to be. Hey, Ryan. Sorry, sorry. I um, I got caught up with Fina. Great gal. Um, she sometimes talks a little bit too much, or maybe I talk too much. Anyway, doesn't matter. You want to chat? Nick is still floating around, and he is. He's looking smug and pleased with himself and just kind of in the background waiting for things to unfold. And he says, yeah, can we talk somewhere privately? Yeah, let's go. 
my Taco Bell. Nick comes to follow you. Unless you tell him otherwise. Sure. I'll let him come. Oh, interesting. I think this is also part of the uh, uh, bloody crit. He's just willing and freely giving information out that he shouldn't be giving out. What's the room look like that you take these two guys into? There's the front of the Taco Bell, which just looks like a counter and whatever. It's like a half wall, like door thing like that just swings open as you walk into it. And into the back room, there's like a prep table and a bunch of other things that would be in a restaurant, like a freezer and fridge for storing food. But Jimmy sleeps under the prep table. Has like a counter on it to give him a bit of a cover. And he's put a curtain around under the table. And then on all of the walls, there's like posters of 80s movies and bands from the 80s. Lots of hair metal because just they look the best. And in there would be somewhere to hang clothes up over the the kitchen sink. That would be like a large stainless steel food sink. Jimmy has a clothesline hung up where he hangs up all of his leather pants and jean jackets and clothes. And then underneath that, he has folded like white t-shirts and tank tops and whatever that he normally wears just like nicely pressed and ironed which you see there's yeah there's an iron on the food table because he likes to keep everything looking sharp nick jumps up on a another piece of furniture and just kind of sits on it while ryan paces back and forth all right Ryan. Yes, sir. I will not make you my ghoul. A bunch of emotions flash across his face for a second. First, first joy, then a bit of fear, and then some confusion, and then just like, okay. I have, I've been bloodbound before. It is less than ideal. So I have refused to bloodbound blind anyone else. He gives a little bit of a nervous laughter given his previous situation. Now, as you are, you need to, you need to feed. Now, I'm not exactly an expert, so I'll have to talk with Art about this. But from my understanding, you can feed from anyone. Uh, any other kindred, and as long as you don't feed from them too often, or if you have feeding between different people, um, then they won't own you. So that's my proposition. You will be a free ghoul, but with some stipulations. You would have to I don't know, what's, what's the proper term? Like, 
pay fealty. Is that, is that a right term? You'd have to agree to, I don't want to say it like this. You have to agree to be my ghoul without being my ghoul. Do you understand? I think so. Like you're, you're the only thing keeping you under my control is your word saying that you will do as I ask. But no, no mental mind control bullshit. He looks over to Nick and Nick is looking very interested at this conversation. And Nick's like, I don't know. Did you make the same deal with him? I'm about to. And Nick leans forward. He's got a big smile on his face. I knew there was fucking something. You were. Something was going on. He needs to be let in a bit more. You are a few steps ahead of him. Well, fuck yeah, let's do it. And Ryan is a little less enthusiastic about it. Nick, later. We will talk, because there's more to this. Because you're not yet a ghoul. Well, the fuck do I need to do? You need to shut up and wait your turn. Crosses his arms and leans back. He's happy to have learned some stuff, but at the same time, he's not going to push his luck in this situation. All right. Ryan, I'm not going to force you to make a decision now. Okay? I I should have a, a few days, I think. Yeah. When you need to feed is pretty much, it's your own clock. If you want more time, I'm thinking two feeds. Sound good? If you don't make a decision by two feeds, I'm just going to cut you off and you're going human. That that could be very I've been doing this a while. I don't I don't know if I want that to happen. Okay. My thought if you do become a ghoul of mine, I hate that terminology. We need something better to say than Anyway, you know what I mean. I'm going to say you're a ghoul of mine, even though you're not. We'll continue. We need a new manager after Walter's dead of the apartments. My thought is you're going to be the main manager and uh, make them less shitty. would be your goal. And when I need a favor now and again, help out. So like what I was doing, but... Not a mind slave, yeah. Okay, I, I think I can do that. Okay. All right, I'm just trying to think of... Uh, I want to know kind of what the extent of favors I'm going to ask. I've never had a ghoul. So... I don't know what to ask of you. I know what Walter asked of you, but that's just busy work. And kind of just pointless, useless... Go do this, go do that. Of like, a gopher... Whatever. Um, I feel like that's, I feel like that's a waste of you and your time. Like I have my, my herd and pack and whatever it's called, my watchman to do that for me. That's what morals are for. So if I do ask something for you, of you, it's going to be likely more severe than, hey, go find this kindred and bring them to me. Like Walter did all the time. We can we can talk about it. Okay. Just 
letting you know it's going to be different than what Walter is. I'm hoping in a good way. And again, if you want to stop being my ghoul at any time, there's no mind compulsion forcing you to want to be. So you can just quit. But let me know, and please don't go to another kindred, because I'd rather fix what I'm doing wrong than you go to someone else. Does that make sense? I, I think so. Rad. All right. He takes a, a deep breath and seems to nod to himself. And seeing the break in your conversation, Nick is like, my turn? You done, Ryan? And I, I think so for now, yeah. All right. Well, you're free to stay at the mall. You know the the apartment's inside and out, so do what you want. You know where to find me. I'm going to Elysium tonight, so I'll be out. Okay. I'll be back before morning. You know the drill. Am I supposed to come? Tomorrow morning? No, to tonight. Oh. Do you want to? Do I need to to help with Walter stuff? Hmm. Hmm. Do you think it's a good idea? Oh, maybe. So I'm worried that, um, uh, I don't know what Tremere bullshit they can do to see if you're owned. And I don't want some Tremere trying to snatch you up because they think you're not owned. But they probably know of your existence already and might be hunting for you as a new pet. Um, if you think it will help, yes, you should come. I'll, I'll do whatever the rest of you decide. And he's rubbing his hands together. He's still nervous and processing. Rad. Okay. On the, we'll bring it up. The other should be in the cafeteria already. I'll bug them. See what they think. So stick around for an hour or so. And then they'll have a decision by then. Sound good? Okay. Yeah. All right. Now fuck off. I need to talk to Nick. He's like, yeah, I, okay. And he starts turning, just slowly nodding to himself, rubbing his hands and yeah. Okay. Oh, maybe drop off your papers somewhere so you don't lose them. Don't want a driver's license falling out. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Just, yeah, back in, say, 30, 40 minutes so we can, yeah, see if you're needed. Sure. I'll, if you're not needed and we're gone, I would have told Nick so you can bug him. And as he walks out the door, Nick looks at you. He's got a big shit-eating grin on his face. It's finally. Find out what's really going on around here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Star is 17 Major Arcana. Operated as Hope, Faith, Purpose, Go Away, Pop Up, Renewal, Spirituality. My book says Guidance from Above, a path for those who are lost, literally or figuratively, or the light of inspiration, infusing a seeker with new knowledge, ideas, and goals. The star is often associated with the Arcanum of Prime. But that's Mage the Awakening tarot cards, so. 
Oh, we totally should have been using those, shouldn't we? Considering it's another uh, World of Darkness property. That would have made sense. Fuck. I just remembered I had them sitting behind me. Do you have any, like, protective charms or anything that could maybe keep me safe for people trying to convince me or confuse me or... Something to keep me focused. Roll a wits and insight real quick. Wits and insight? Yeah. See if you catch something that flashes across her face. Insight, insight is a skill. I thought wits was the skill. Jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, goodness. Four, five, six with a messy crit. Oh, yeah. Now I got to open up my PDF. Had to get a messy crit on the way that you can't do anything about it. Fuck. Because normally, like, oh yeah, no, you could just spend willpower and just, you know, scoot around it a little bit. But no, had to be. Not with Fina. I mean, it's not necessarily a violent thing. Okay, so some of the stuff they give is consequences for a messy crit are you take one or more stains, you breach the masquerade. You lose one dot from advantage temporarily. Uh, none of the above are conditions within such a cell that just turns into a simple mess. Breach the masquerade. Isn't it kind of potential for that one? Yeah, how do you think that you would necessarily... I, I don't know exactly know what this insight plus wits is. So you are... Uh, you're asking her about these charms, these protections, uh, these of spiritual or magical means. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was curious as to whether or not you would see recognition or thought that goes across her her face or her body language or something along those lines. With uh, six successes, was it? Uh, yeah, if a crit counts as an extra two. Yes. Yeah. Um, you'll definitely get the hint that she is supernatural in origin of some kind or is able to do those things that are like real instead of just like, Oh, this is my lucky rock. It keeps tigers away. So he can sense that or does he just think she in her body language and how she uh, like stutters or stops or how she speaks about it. You will get the idea that this is true, that she is, but she's going to push you into the, the spiritual or more mundane things like she'll offer you some kind of bracelet of a certain type of stone or whatever that's supposed to keep bad feeling and bad juju away. One of those rings that like absorbs negative energy that, you know, when it breaks, it's absorbed too much negative energy and you have to get another one. Some of those hokey things, but you'll know somewhere in there that she knows more than just that. That she knows something that was probably real and actually supernatural, but she is not telling you about it. Okay. I don't know. Do you think Jimmy would push it in this situation? I think that's what the messy crit is. Pushes it, and it might go to the point of believing she works for another organization and then thinks that. She's spying on the kindred. 
do you would he push it with her like right now or would he like go behind her back and try to figure it out because if we if it's like a thing that's right now he pushes in the conversation we can have that conversation and we can see where it goes but if it's a thing where he goes and talks to art and is like yo i need to find out about madame fina no i think the messy crit means he's going to push it now okay when she gets to the door she locks it turns the sign around so that it is closed and looks you up and down and looks very very tentative I have my suspicions say it out loud what's a fun word for vampire that's not vampire from somebody that wouldn't be in the kindred circle um Synonyms and antonyms. Which is like Nosferatu. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think that might be what it is. Because all of these ones that I'm Googling for and getting other synonyms for are like Bloodsucker and stuff like that. It's like, well, that that's too... Or like uh, Chupacabra. Find out what's really going on around here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we can cut it there. We can talk about what you tell him. Because went forever. <laughs> um, yeah, Jimmy's just going to offer him being a ghoul. And I think it has to be just from one person to start. Like you can, uh, you can give him blood and then if you want to push up his blood bond, it'll be multiple times from you to get him good and bound. Oh, is it more than, do I just need to give him once to be in Kama? Technically at once you are a ghoul, but you are not like fully blood bound. And the camera really likes you doing it three times because this way they're super on their lock. Okay. But obviously Jimmy is uh, opposed to that. No, I think Jimmy's going to do three times with him. Oh, just to, until he just learns. Just to show him, just to show him, but well, one, so he learns it, and just to show him how bad a blood bond is, and what he's getting into. And well, what I told you the should. stove was hot, you shouldn't touch it. Yes. Look what you did. And to um, show him what to be afraid of gotcha. if he goes to someone else. Something to learn. Cool. No, I, I dig it. Um, any questions about Madame Fina? Uh, no, it's just a surprise. I cool. thought she was a witch. <laughs> Uh, she's sort of a witch. So uh, yeah, a couple yeah. of things cause I want to kind of get it onto uh, record because I never sat down and recorded that whole Madame Fina specific behind the scenes thing. Um, she is specifically trans because of Missy. There is a thin blood alchemy uh, distillation potion, whatever the fuck you want to call it, called Profane Heros Gamos, which allows you to shift your in the base book it allows you to, to change your gender and change physical uh physical characteristics of yourself in the errata they expanded upon it to where like you don't have you could you could stay a man or you could stay a woman or whatever however it is but you could then change your your appearance like in a way that vampires normally cannot do so she is working towards figuring out this specific uh 
the formula, this uh, thin blood alchemy recipe, so that she can transition this time in a, in a magical way as opposed to a surgical way. Um, and the reason she exists is because Missy is forever 16. So giving her the opportunity when this potion is uh, brewed to its completion and it's, uh, it works and stuff. I'm curious to see if she would take it to age up a couple of years and see what that might change with Missy. Oh, that's neat. Yes. Uh, things talked about on the, the V5's Discord server occasionally. Um, so it's going to be like the frogs because Jurassic Park. Right. Um, some hormone supplements of both flavors. Uh, I also think I'm going to do some amber or because also Jurassic Park, but also because it you know could form like a cocoon or whatever. Uh, uh, there was another ingredient that I had kicked around on the Discord asking people for because like it gives ideas for some of these things for ingredients that you could use. Like the the far reach power that she used to uh to move the tower deck around is like blood, melted nylon fibers, graded refrigerator magnet, or weird nootropics ordered off the internet, whatever a nootropic is. I don't know what that is. Uh, Editor's note, a nootropic is a smart drug or a cognitive enhancer, so in this case, Madame Fina probably used some Jinko Biloba in order to cast the spell. For this one that makes a big cloud of smoke, they say, like, obviously blood, dry ice or cigar smoke, uh, automotive exhaust, which is stuff that's like, how does one capture the breath of the wind to turn it into a fucking weird alchemical ingredient, right? Right. So, you know, throw a frog in there, throw a piece of amber in there, throw a fucking birth control pills and Viagra in there, and mix it up with a bunch of blood, and boom. Cool. Yeah. And, yeah, Jimmy doesn't know that she's trans, so... I mean, fairly obvious to, like... So I guess this is another thing that uh, when she was first introduced, I specifically called it out that she was trans because I've listened to a couple of podcasts and I'm not going to name names, but I had no idea that the character was trans until a behind the scenes, like kind of like we do occasionally with the campaign diaries or when we sit down six months to a year into a thing and talk about it. And the players talked about, Oh yeah, no, that character trans. I'm like, well, how am I supposed to know that when you just refer to them when yeah. you never lay it out there and are always like you, obviously you're always using the proper pronouns and descriptions and stuff, but you're never giving, there are plenty of women out there with wide shoulders or, you know, muscular builds or stuff like that. You, unless you actually like hit, hit our idiots that are people out there that are maybe a little farther away from the communities that, knowing about it in a way that is uh, overt uh, helps a lot. Yeah, I agree. I'm just, Which playing, I get. just playing Jimmy as he has kind no of a dummy. Yeah. yeah, it's whatever. Um, well, I guess I'll leave this part in later on when we get to this in like a fucking year so that <laughs> uh, it's explained for people at the end to 
as to why decisions were made. And hopefully it's not offensive to people. Yeah. I hope not. I hope not. I should probably ask some people in that community. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go to bed. All right. Good night. This Vampire the Masquerade Chronicle is a non-official fan-created work by the Without a Net podcast. Portions of the materials used in this actual play are the copyrights and trademarks of Paradox Interactive AB and are used with their permission. All rights are reserved. For any further information in those regards, or maybe upcoming releases, eh? You can find them at worldofdarkness.com.